Hey Jenny, Jason here from the Charmed Homebrewing Experience podcast and Charm Brewing. Really enjoying your podcast and uh, keep up the good work. Thanks for following me on Instagram as well. Uh, and if you're interested, you can uh, check out my YouTube channel, the J-Man Charm Brewing as well. Okay, keep up the good work. Hopefully you favor my podcast as well. And you can continue having some great beers. Cheers. Hey, Jenny, what's so great about beer? Beer is proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to Beer Talk Radio, the only craft beer podcast in the business section. I am your host, Jenny the Greek, the queen of beers, la reina de cerveza, the Khaleesi of craft, the Bourdain of brews, the Cardi B of ABV, pourer of pilsners and lover of local dives. Make sure to visit the Beer Talk Radio website at www.beertalkradio.net. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please send me an email, jenny at beertalkradio.net. And if you're a fan, you can be on the show as well. Just click the link in my show notes, leave me a voicemail, and I'll put you on the following episode. Let's drink. Today is going to be a very special Father's Day episode of Beer Talk Radio, honoring all the men that we have in our lives who lead us, birthed us took care of us, paid for all the shit that we needed, gave us guidance and encouragement when we needed it, and my very, very, very special guest today is actually going to be my dad, John Eon. Welcome to the show, Papa. Thank you for having me. So, Dad, how long have you been living here in downtown L.A.? Because you moved here when I had an apartment here, and you stayed well after I left L.A. So, how long have you lived here? Well, I came about 2012, and I've been here ever since. What changes have you seen in downtown L.A. over the past eight, nine years? Well, there's been massive amounts of changes. When I moved here, there wasn't really much of anything downtown here. Since they've been building all these new housing apartments and condos, lots of small businesses and pubs and restaurants have popped up. You grew up in L.A., you grew up in Culver City, so you're basically an L.A. boy almost your whole life. Tell everybody what downtown L.A. was like in the 80s versus now. (laughs) That's really a funny thing because downtown L.A. in the 80s was a terrible, dirty, scummy place where only drug dealers and uh, prostitutes lived at night. Uh, During the day, of course, the businesses were open, but at night, just seedy hotels and crappy restaurants and bars to a certain degree it's still that way down here but it seems like 
the powers that be are kind of keeping all of the new growth to the uh, to the west of uh, Los Angeles Street. Does it feel that way to you? Because I mean, Skid Row still looks like shit, as far as I could tell. I haven't seen much improvement in Skid Row, although Santee Alley has come up quite a bit, and it has quality items now. Um, Skid Row doesn't seem to have changed at all. What's it like literally living on the edge between Skid Row and one of the most expensive streets in downtown? Well, I think it's rather interesting because you have ladies in high heels walking their dogs down the street at one in the morning while you have bums and drug addicts and homeless people in the same area. On one side of the street, you'll have $2,300 a month studio apartments. And on the other side of the street, you'll have people setting up makeshift tents and homeless shelters for themselves. Me and my father are sitting at McKellar Bar DTLA, and I thought this would be a good place for us to visit because I've been to McKellar Bar in San Francisco so many times. But we came down here, and it looks like they're charging $20 for a four five-ounce pour flight. And regardless of how uh, famous this company is, that is some bullshit that I am not going to subscribe to. And my dad had another suggestion about another brewery that we're going to. So we just called the Uber. We're about, it's about to come, but real quick, Papa, why don't you tell us about some of the bars and breweries and pubs that you like to visit here in downtown LA? Well, I really like to go to the breweries because that's where you get the freshest beer and for the best deals. I love to go to the LA Beer Garden it's in the heart of downtown L.A. on Broadway, unassuming front of a building, but once you get in, there's a bar that has a hundred taps all the way down, and it's pretty intimidating at first, but the people there are very nice and knowledgeable about the beer, and uh, they make you feel very welcome. Another place I like to go is a small bar on Main Street near where I live called Wendell. It's not as crowded as some other bars downtown. The people are very nice. They have a few beers on tap. Very small hometown neighborhood type bar. Another place I like to go is a place called Verskutche. It's pretty famous downtown. They also have one out in Venice Beach near the coast. They have all kinds of radical sausages with different types of meats like rattlesnake and duck and alligator and things like that. Very good and double fried Belgian fries as well with a number of dipping sauces. The beers are somewhat limited but they have a good amount of beers. Another place, Angel City Brewery. Huge brewery over here in uh, Little Tokyo, the Arts District. It's beyond gigantic. A lot of beer kettles in the place. Uh, they always have some sort of event there. Very nice. Although it's a bit crowded and it gets a bit loud, it's a very good place to go. And one of my favorites is the Iron Triangle Brewery here in the Industrial Arts District area. It's a dark colored 
facade on the outside with a big industrial looking door like a loading dock where a truck would go in but once you get inside you see a bar that looks like it's something out of an old western. The warehouse area is gigantic. 20, 30 foot ceilings, beautiful brick walls, Italian patio lights. Uh, you get to sit right next to the beer kettles where they brew the actual beer. And of course, there's also uh, kegs here and picnic tables. They don't have any food, but of course you can bring your own food. They have no problem with that. We just arrived here at Iron Triangle Brewery in Little Tokyo in downtown LA. Definitely a lot more people here, probably because the beer's not so fucking expensive. <laughs> and uh, we're going to get ready to order some. Okay, so me and Papa Eon just picked up our Iron tri Triangle flight. And we're going to start off with the Dark Lager. It is their house Dark Lager. 5.8%, 30 IBUs, crisp, chocolatey, roasty. Okay, the spears are dark. But with one sip, you'll realize it's also a light. It may sound impossible, but this beer is refreshingly dark. So basically, it's a Dunkelweizen. I'm sure it'll taste like one. Okay, cool. Uh, a little... A little hoppier than I would like my lager to be, but the flavor, the malty flavor is delicious. What do you think, Papa? I think it's very good. It starts off slightly hoppy, as you said, but the taste lingers in your mouth and it gets better as you wait. So it's a good finish as well. Yeah, I really like this beer. So this is about as hoppy as I think I can go on any kind of beer. But like I said, that chocolatey, malty flavor, it's really uh, showing through. The next one we're gonna try is the first thing that I've ever seen on anyone's menu, on any brewery, anywhere. This is a white stout, and I'm almost scared to try it. It's called Cereal Milk. Uh, 6% uh, cinnamon vanilla childhood. This white milk stout brewed with cinnamon toast crunch is our new Saturday morning beverage of choice while we watch cartoons and complain about when the, when the world was a better place. <laughs> that is a great description for any kind of beer. So here we go. I'm going to try it first. There's almost no smell to it at all, which is strange because stouts usually have a really strong uh, smell. Delicious, but way too sugary for me. It, re <laughs> it really, really does taste like cereal and milk. My dad just made a face. Go, <laughs> Give it one more try. <laughs> well, they're not wrong. It does taste like cereal and milk. Uh, it's a bit sweet for me, but it's very clean, very tasty. And the aftertaste is like you have cereal uh, stuck in your teeth. Okay, so I'm going to say that I am not a fan of the white stout. I don't think it's bitter enough to even be calling it a stout. I think it's more of just a... It's not bitter at all. So I think it's more of kind of a... Almost, it, it's got it's got the milk... It's a clear color, but it's got that milky, hazy, milkshake IPA flavor. But it's also too sugary, but it's a little bit... It doesn't taste artificial, but Cinnamon Trost Crunch itself is very artificial tasting. Go ahead. It, it almost tastes like it has the fake cereal ingredients in it, but it's still very clean and fresh. Uh, 
I don't hate it, but it's not something I would order. But you'd have to try it for yourself. Yeah, I don't think that this is going to be a beer that serious craft beer drinkers are going to enjoy or want to purchase. But I think that this is a fantastic segue beer for someone who doesn't like beer. And if they don't like bitter beers, if they like sweet beers, this cereal milk stout is pretty pretty suitable for, for a new beer drinker who's not ready for... Uh, who's not ready for it? Almost like it's almost as if they have nitro infused in it yeah. because it's so smooth. Yeah, it does. It does have a very nitro uh, way of going down because it's definitely not super bubbly or astringent in any way. Yeah, I, I just kind of made a joke that <laughs> this beer is for kids, <laughs> but then my dad corrected me. Yeah, it's more like a beer for. Uh, young girls, maybe 21, as the legal drinking age, that have never had beer before or have tasted their boyfriend's beer and thought it was horrible. All right, so moving on to the next uh, beer that we're going to try in our flight. Now, this one I'm really excited about. It's called the India Kale Ale. It's not an IPA. It's an IKA. Uh, IPA, uh, American style, 7.2%, 80 IBUs. I'm probably not going to like it, but what's really interesting about this beer is if you hold it up to light, there is a kind of a greenish yellow color to it so i definitely know they they put real kale into it the description here they call it bunny food vegetal hoppy we infuse together two of la's favorite things ipa and kale to create a beer truly made for la take one sip and this dietary choice will make you feel instantly healthier and superior to your midwestern relatives yeah that's typical condescending california attitude but if this beer isn't good (laughs) we're gonna have to clock them for it i hate ipas i'm only gonna have one sip and let my dad have the rest uh smells like shit But I like, you know what? For an IPA, it's not horrific. It stinks worse than it tastes. (laughs) It don't taste as bad as it smells. Chug it. I do get that vegetable coming through. I, I, I work with kale a lot and I do get that vegetable coming through a little bit. But it's for being 80 IBUs, it doesn't taste like 80 IBUs. It tastes a little bit smoother. Yeah, it's a pretty bad smell. It smells like meat that's been sitting on your table for a little while. But it tastes pretty good. It does taste somewhat vegetable-like, if you will. It's very bubbly, so it's somewhat 7-Up-like without the sweetness in it. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's it's not an IPA that I... I mean, I don't drink any IPAs, but for being an IPA, I actually I actually kind of like it. And it it does, t- it does have that fresh, earthy kale flavor to it. And kale is very bitter on its own so oh, yeah. i think it, it's it's combining two types of bitter flavors together like a, a whatever the hop that they used has its own bitterness but then kale in its raw form has its own bitterness so i actually like the balance i personally do not like ipas 
they're either too bitter or too sweet. Uh, but this type of a blend with bitter kale and maybe some sweetness from the sugars that are in it make a good uh, balance. I hate to say it, but I'm enjoying this more than that stupid milk stout we just had. Yeah, and it is, it's getting greener as I drink it. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Very, very astringent and crisp. Um, I would say that if you enjoy kombucha, this is actually not bad. If you want to stay on that health tip, <laughs> have some kale beer. It does taste a little bit like kombucha. Anyhow, let's move on to this next one. This is the Left on Red, Red Irish Ale, 5.4 ABV. Caramel, clean, sessionable, an approachable beer for people everywhere. <coughs> but it is also appreciated by even the most discerning of craft connoisseurs. This is definitely not a beer you want to leave on red. Don't know what that means? Ask a millennial. What does leave on red mean? Oh, okay, so this the name of this beer is a uh, play on words, so being left on red is when you read the message but don't text back. That's what a millennial just told me, but they spell it R-E-D. Okay, I get it, I get it. So, leaving, a, leaving an unopened, un, unanswered yeah, question. If, if you Oh, okay. Getting left on red. Okay, I understand. I got it now. Okay, see, I'm old. I don't understand this stuff. All right, so here we go with the Irish red ale. No smell whatsoever. Oh, perfect. Perfect beer right there. That's what I call a perfect beer. I have no complaints about that one whatsoever. Tasty, crushable, taste exactly the way that a red should taste. Dark color, malty, a little bit sweet, but just enough of a, a pungent little nose feel to kind of wake you up as you're drinking it. I certainly taste the caramel. It is very clean, as they say. I think it's one of the best beers that they have here. Yeah, definitely one of those things, that a simple beer that's actually done correctly. So, four thumbs up for Left on Red. This is fucking delicious. That's fucking good. You want to drink the rest of the red? Yeah, that'll work. For me, it's very good. All right, now this is the one that I'm really, really looking forward to because if you listen to my show long enough, you know that I'm a big fan of the pepper beers. I love spicy food. I love cooking with spice. I am kind of a smoked chili and um, regular raw chili connoisseur being a chef. I work with chilies all the time. I love chilies. This one is called the Battle of the Puebla. It's a spiced ale, 4.8%, 18 IBU, bright jalapeno, medium spice, huge jalapeno flavor and aroma with just the right amount of burn. Believe it or not, this beer is refreshing and a perfect session chill beer. Oh yeah, definitely smells exactly like raw jalapenos. And just a word of advice, if for those of you, professional advice, 
always, always wear gloves while chopping or de-seeding jalapenos and never rub your eyes. If you're chopping jalapenos, I know it sounds crazy, but if it can happen, it will happen. And it has happened to me. If you're chopping jalapenos, you want to bring your face as far away from that cutting board as possible. Jalapeno juice can fly straight off your knife and straight into your eye. And trust me, it's happened and it sucks. If it does happen to you, rinse your eyes out with milk, not water, milk. So here we go. Let me try this jalapeno beer. It smells amazing. Ooh. Oh, that'll wake you up. There's no heat whatsoever. So I would say of all the jalapeno beers that I've had before, this one has the least amount of heat. There's no heat in the aftertaste either. You got it? Yeah. But then... I eat spicy food my whole life, and you don't eat spicy food, Dad, so that's probably why. <laughs> I eat some spices. Not as much as I do. <laughs> and once again, this goes back to your diet, your palate. Your palate and your preferences are always going to depend on your culture, how you were brought up. My dad grew up Eastern European, so he didn't, even though he grew up in California, he didn't grow up on spicy food. I grew up on spicy food. I always ate spicy food as a teenager and to this day. So to me, this beer is not spicy, but let's see what uh, Papa thinks. You can definitely smell jalapenos. It tastes great, but since I'm not a big spicy food eater, I get it right in the back of my throat. It tingles. It's not that hot. It's wonderful. I think with uh, some pizza, this thing would be probably one of the best things you could do. This would be even better if we had just a, one drop of lemon to put into it to really punch up that Mexican flavor out of it. But yeah, pizza would be good with this. If you're from California, you know what a Sonora dog is. You know about those bacon-wrapped hot dogs with the salsa and everything on top of it. So this would go great with that, too. Very impressed. I, I love pepper beers, and this is one of the better ones that I've had. So the most ironic and uh, contradictory part of who I am, and really this episode itself, my father never drank beer, ever. He, he never drank alcohol. There was never a bottle of vodka or rum or a 12-pack in our house growing up, ever. My dad does not drink. He's never smoked a cigarette a day in his life. Doesn't smoke any weed. And this goes to the show, The Power of the Family. When I, I started drinking craft beer after my daughter was born, and then my father joined in to drink craft beer with me, but he never drank craft beer before that. And we grew up in a totally um, straight edge household. Why did you start drinking craft beer with me, Pop? Well, because all the beer I've tasted when I was uh, serving in the military was just Coors and Budweiser. And not that they're bad beers. They were just not what I liked. The flavor was not very good. And I couldn't understand how people could drink so much of it. So never really liking beers when they came up with craft beers with all these different tastes and flavors. And it was something I wanted to try. And of course, pretty much by that time, I think my tastes have changed. So I was ready for them. 
tell my listeners that story of when I was a baby and how straight edge we were growing up. <laughs> this is really funny, not having any beer or liquor in the house uh, and instructing your child not to drink that stuff because that's not what a child should do. We were at this restaurant ordering food. What year? I, I can't remember what year, but probably. probably three or four years old, so maybe. 1985. Yeah, something like 1985, 1986. So we're in this restaurant ordering food, and uh, the uh, server asked me, what would you like? And I said, well, what do you have? Coke, lemonade, and root beer. And I said, wow, I've, I haven't had root beer in a while. So I said, I'll have a root beer. And uh, she got really intense by saying, oh, no, we don't drink no beer. You cannot have that. And everybody was just busting up. And we're trying to tell her that it's not liquor beer, alcohol. It's root beer. It's a soft drink. She says, oh, no, you cannot drink that. It was the funniest thing ever. And here I am, all these years later, encouraging people to drink beer. <laughs> you know. Anyhow, I wanted to thank Papa Eon for being on the show. He is the uh, originator of the show, the inspiration of the show. And I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you supporting Beer Talk Radio. It was great. I'm excited that you're getting a chance to get to know my real life, my father, my family, things that are important to me besides craft beer. That's about it. Let's, uh, let's order some pints of the good stuff and keep drinking. Thanks, Dad. You're welcome. Okay, let's get to know Papa Eon just a little bit better. All right, Papa, who's your favorite Batman? Christian Bale. Top three favorite beer styles? Porter, Hefenweizen, and the lager. I already know the answer to this one, but for our listeners, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. I already knew. <laughs> What's your hidden talent? Common sense. Chrome, copper, or stainless steel? Stainless steel. And that concludes this week's episode of Beer Talk Radio. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment and rate on iTunes, and that will help other people find the podcast. If you are interested in receiving one of my street team swag bags, please visit my website, www.beertalkradio.net. Enter your rapid fire questions and your name into the subscribe area, and I will send you one. If you're interested in being on the show, I'd be happy to put a clip of your voice and your commentary in the following episode by leaving a voicemail. The link to the voicemail is in the show notes. If you have any questions for me or past guests, I'd be happy to get those answered for you. Send me an email at Jenny at Thanks for drinking with me and have a good one.